Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, welcome to the Partizzi Podcast. In today's episode, I'm joined by Jessica Watt. She's a Reiki practitioner and transformational life coach. In this episode, we talk about mindset, doing what you love, stepping out of your comfort zone, the benefits of traveling, and much more. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Hi Jessica, how are you doing? You alright? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, good, good. Yeah, great, thank you. Great. Just wanna just wanna say a massive thank you for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah, sure. No worries. <laughs> good to be here. Yeah. No, you're welcome. Yeah, I, I just thought I'd like start off by you know asking how you got into what you do because I see that you do like Reiki and life coaching, like coaching. Yeah, so I'm a life coach and also Reiki practitioner. Um, So I got into Reiki when I came back from living in Australia. And I learned a lot being in Bali because I went from living in Australia to Bali. And then I learned a lot about energy and things like that through the meditation and yoga retreat that I was on um, up in Lavina, up in the north. So when I got back, I was thinking I'd love to use what I've learned and also what I learned when I was living abroad um, in New Zealand and Australia and just, yeah, really delve more into the spiritual aspect of myself. Um, Mm. So I got certified um, last year now, I think. Yeah. Um, So I really enjoy just giving treatments and once everything sort of, calms down with everything going on in the world I hope to be able to offer um treatments to people um alongside coaching as well mm. no that's awesome and I think like that must have been an amazing experience traveling in those places as well and to be in you know that mm. cool seeing different cultures and being on those retreats 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's first time in Bali, like I've always wanted to go. And I remember that was years and years ago. I love Pinterest. Yeah. <laughs> I love Pinterest. And I saw a picture of the rice fields in Bali in Ud, in Ubud. Um and I remember just seeing that picture and being like, I'm gonna go there someday. And I remember buying the little Bali book. And then I had it in the bottom of my bag for like at least two years. And then so it was insane to actually physically be there and mm. basically be in the picture that I'd seen. Um, so I really think that I manifested that as well because I really focused a lot on being there and experiencing mm. that. It was great. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. It's like, like you said, you have to kind of like manifest, don't you? Like what you want to attract it into your life. Mm. And that's a really important thing. You know, to to get you know the things that you want, you have to kind of see yourself there doing it and be it, kind of work towards that, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm a big believer in that. I've got like vision boards. I've always had vision boards and um, affirmations and writing things as if they're happening, uh, writing mm. things down um, to the things that you want. I, I think that's really powerful and. Um, like an example of that was when I did, when I got my degree, I was very specific on what degree I wanted and I used to envision mm. myself like going up there with the gown and the hat on and getting the degree that I wanted and um, yeah, to, to achieve that just goes to show how powerful that is mm. and the same goes for, um, mm. for going to Bali as well. Yeah, no, I completely agree and I think like, you know, a lot of people can take a lot from doing that. I think it's, you know, it's like a practice, isn't it? You've got to practice it. You've got to do it. Um, and I think, like, what you're doing in, Re you know, Reiki and, you know, like, energy and healing, I think it's a really positive thing to do. And I think, like, it's very much needed, isn't it? I think a lot of people are learning more about it. It's kind of more in the mainstream media, I think. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. There's been a lot of people um, that have come to me during this period that are really interested to find out more about Reiki and how it works mm. because you can offer um, distant healing sessions as well. It doesn't have to be in person um, and the distant healing works just as, as effectively as in-person treatments as well. And yeah. Um, yeah, I just really love giving them. Like it gives something to me as well, as well mm. as who I'm, who I'm treating. Mm. No, that's it. It's, it's definitely that kind of energy exchange, isn't it? And I mean, it's quite powerful Reiki, isn't it? You know, people, you, you they use like crystals, don't they? Do you, do you use crystals? Do you have crystals? Um, yeah, I don't use crystals. Um, there's some that I'm quite interested in, but there's other things that I use. Like I have like a meditation sound bowl, but this goes outside mm. Reiki really. This is more focused on like meditation. Mm. Um, and I do have my Reiki cards as well, which they're like a pack of living Reiki cards, but I like to use them after meditation when I'm in that state and then pull out a card and it's just like a fun, it's just like yeah. a fun thing that you can do with friends or family or something like that. But it's, it's what I like to do occasionally when it's, when I'm feeling called to do that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think like, those meditation bowls are really nice, aren't they? Is that the, the bowl with the stick and you hit it and it moves around? It's like a brass bowl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got one. 
and it's really it's really like cleansing isn't it it really can clear and cleanse like the energy yeah um it's quite a skill to get it when you do it and you hit it and try and move it around as as long as you can to keep it going yeah it takes some practice that's for sure yeah. i know what you mean when yeah. i first my, started doing it i was like i need to practice <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah my my mum does it sometimes my mum's got one and it sounds like i was like it's not like a ufo this <laughs> chiming noise and i'm like what is that noise <laughs> yeah that's great yeah there's so many different ways you can meditate as well um so mm. i like to switch up my meditation so sometimes i do it with guided meditation or sometimes I like to um, do it in silence sometimes I like mm. to do it out in nature sometimes walking sometimes music sometimes there's so many different ways and I just I just go by my how I'm feeling my intuition mm. um, I've also delved a little bit more into breath work as well which I think is, has been really powerful mm. uh, do you do breath work I've never done breath work before, but I, I know it's very effective. Um, there's a guy called Wim Hof. You heard of Wim Hof? Mm. He's, he's an absolute genius. Like he tunes into like his breathing, doesn't he? And he can really access certain parts of his, of his mind and his energy through his breathing and going in cold water. And I think like a lot of people, they don't really tend to know how to breathe. I think we, it's not something we necessarily think about, but when you really, like I said, tune into your breathing, it, it's very, it grounds you, doesn't it? I think people have said to me, like, when I had anxiety, I think that's what I became aware of, you know, many years ago, is through your breathing, allows you to, to ground yourself. Mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's really powerful. Yeah, because quite often we breathe here when we should really be breathing a little bit further down to, towards our belly like belly breathing <coughs> sorry <coughs> drunk too much water that's why yeah. <coughs> sorry <coughs> um yeah no i agree it's like is it your solar plexus like lower down mm, yeah um <coughs> yeah i believe <laughs> your solar plexus where your chakra is mm. Mm. yeah breathing breathing is really really important I think especially if you feel anxious or feel stressed i think especially in these times with the pandemic and everything i think people can really take a lot from that it's a very simple exercise isn't it mm. yeah absolutely it's something that we can access at any time and you know as you say if you're feeling anxious on like the bus or on a train, public transport, wherever you are, it's, as you say, it's something that you can access at any time. Mm. Um, and I think we forget that as well. Um, you know, I've been in situations where, for example, um, normally, because I travel a lot, I absolutely don't mind um, flying at all. But on this one particular occasion, for some reason, I had a lot of anxiety. And I think it was because I was quite tired and just generally, um, just feeling quite overwhelmed with a lot of the things that were going on in my life at that time. And I remember being on this flight and I just really made use of my breathing, just access that. And it just changed everything. It changed like the whole flight. And I was able to get into my body rather than like be up in my mind. My mind was just taking charge of it in that time. It was just running away with me. Um, and then having 
getting access to our bodies we can then we can then sort of take control and access okay we're on a flight everything's okay mm. <laughs> and we we ground like you say we, we ground ourselves yeah i think that's that's the thing isn't it you can kind of get so caught up in your thoughts and our minds rate our minds can race at like you know incredible speed and if you get lost in your chain of thoughts it can just then make you feel overwhelmed and i think like i definitely felt like that i want to when i last went on the plane i felt a little bit anxious because there was a bit of turbulence and i was with my friend next to my friend who was coming back from new york and i ended up like grabbing his hand and he's like what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) but i just was like just started freaking out and i think it's not the right way to do it but i I had a few of those samples of bottles of wine and i just kind of (laughs) not not those back and just went to sleep but i felt quite rough rough when i woke up but yeah like you said breathing is is a better way to do it (laughs) Um, Mm. and i think it's something that we should do Mm. yeah breathing mindfully as well being mindful of the breath mm. because that's what meditation is right so like being mindful focusing on the ins and outs of our breath and that's it Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think as well, like, I don't know if you ever heard of, like, is it grounding by, is it like walking on ground, like walking on the ground, noticing your feet on the ground? Yeah, I do that a lot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I did that only the other day because I was just feeling really um, sort of disconnected, um, which is obviously common, being human being, there was nothing major that was going on. Um, I just felt a disconnect so I took myself outside and I'm barefoot like pretty much all the time uh, that's the joy of um, working from home and <laughs> working yeah. wherever I want in the world yeah <laughs> so I took myself outside and I just wandered around and um, we have we basically reconnect our bodies to the earth electrons just by by what they call earthing mm-hmm. so for me I just I'm very much someone that loves to be out in nature anyway. So to have the opportunity to be barefoot and just graze through nature is, is just, yeah, it's very grounding for me. And mm. I immediately felt better, actually. I took just a couple of minutes to just to reflect on my thoughts and just to, just to reset, really. And yeah. sometimes I feel like you need time to figure out really what you need to focus on in life because we have so much going on around us and i think it's really important to to regroup often um i know i know i'm speaking for myself here um when i say this but yeah i think it's really important to just whatever it may be as well you know for, for me as i say it was um a thing that helps that helps me and other things as well but for a lot of people, it's just simply like reading or taking a nap or just recentering rather than moving through life at 100 miles per hour. Um, it's never really been something that has appealed to me. It's <laughs> mm. <laughs> never been something that I've um, really understood as well. Um, so, yeah, I think I think anything that we can sort of take as a bit of a ritual to recenter ourselves is um 
important. Mm. No, I think that's a great, great point. And um, I think what you said, you know, in terms of like being ground, grounding and earthing, like you said, that's quite a powerful thing to do. And like you said, by, you know, walking on the grass in the garden, you know, being barefoot on the beach or being barefoot somewhere, reconnecting yourself with what's going on around you, you know, and kind of tuning into yourself, isn't it? And mm-hmm. bring yourself back to the moment. And like you said, lots of people are so caught up in that racing and rushing around you know it can't be good for your health doing that in the long term mm. um and like i said when i think when you go into nature you're you start thinking about things you start kind of have a bit more clarity you know just by going for a walk mm. absolutely yeah and in addition to that i mean being in nature for me it's like there's nothing that i can control out there you know, and not that I want control over it, but if you really think about it, there's moments where I've been in nature when I'm outside or whether I'm on a walk or whether I'm doing a hike wherever I am in the world, there's nothing you can change within that space. Like you could have lots going on in your life back in the city or wherever you live, but when you come out into nature, it's, it's just, it just is. And it's a really beautiful realization because whatever you have going on in your life, you can just leave that and actually just, as you say, just be able to, to reground yourself. And Mm. particularly in these times where there's a lot of fear going around, there's a lot of uncertainty, um, which I completely understand, but it's just these simple things that I feel like can really help us to, to gain a bit of perspective and a bit of clarity over mm. over our lives. Yeah, no, I, I massively agree. I think that's so so key, isn't it? To you know, to to kind of regain that control of how you feel, isn't it? Because I think a lot of people feel like they're so focused they're so focused on the things that they're not in control of. You know what's going on around them with the pandemic, with jobs with the news you know all of that you cannot control and like you said by going for a walk and reconnecting and having that space you know we need to feel connected we need to feel like we're in control we need to feel grounded i think nature definitely helps in that and i think you know like trees as well i went for a walk yesterday you know around trees i thought this is so beneficial and some of people might think trees, you know, what you're talking about, but mm. there is yeah. something about nature that just makes you feel whole. Mm. Um, on my granddad's side, they're like Native American Indians. So if I'm in nature, I just feel this quite, quite deep connection, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, you know, it's free. Like, a lot of the time, people don't realise this, but, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they do, but you know, they're stuck in their house, there's a lot going on and perhaps the weather isn't so nice, but really who cares? Um, Mm. And, you know, they can just go for a walk in their area. And what I loved, for example, about living in New Zealand is that there was hiking trails absolutely everywhere. So same in um, Australia in a way, not so much hiking, but I actually lived on the beach in Melbourne 
so wow. I was always yeah <laughs> yeah so you know like I was always at the beach like I'm just someone that like I love being outside and being in nature and mm. like as much as I like to relax and um you know watch tv or well not so much tv but netflix and things like that as much yeah, as yeah. the next person there's also the other side of me that can't have that too much is only mm. to a certain limit before i need to then kind of escape escape the um the grid and um just go back to simplicity really yeah <laughs> no i think that's so important and um, I, I can relate to that as well. Like, I think, like, it's okay to have that balance. It's that balance, isn't it? And, you know, what, what an experience as well, you know, being in New Zealand and Australia, and like you said, like, those hikes, like, hikes are a massive thing in that part of the world, aren't they? Mm. Um, <laughs> like, would, did you ever feel like, I mean, I've never, been, I've never been to Australia, but part of me is, like, you know, the nature side of it. It's quite it makes me feel a little bit anxious because there's like poisonous frogs, there's like poisonous spiders, there's like all these all this wild did you ever feel like a bit apprehensive about that or did you just kind of like just dive into it, so to speak? Um, I didn't really feel apprehensive about that, um, to be honest. Um interestingly enough, when I moved to New Zealand, for example, there's nothing that can hurt you in New Zealand. Like in terms mm. of nature, they don't have anything like that, what they do in Australia. And when I moved to Australia, I didn't feel that way either because I didn't actually come across anything that was really dangerous or anything that could have bitten me or anything like that. Um, not within my home anyway. I mean, like when I was on um, Magnetic Island, um, I was walking wow. along um, a track with this Canadian girl and we were just talking and then we just stopped in our tracks and there was quite a big snake in front of us and our guide behind us did say that it was poisonous but you know like if you're in nature that that's where they live that's their home and yeah. um, the same with sharks and things like that so you know like I used to swim all the time and that's where they live so um it's yeah I mean it's it's, it's something that you just kind of accept and you just you just take your chances. Um, mm. I did jump over a snake in the outback. I remember I was walking along with another friend and then she just said snake. <laughs> and then yeah. I like, kind of, um, kind of um, streamed like through my, um, through my feet. Like as I was walking along, it kind of like, I think it got scared. Um, so it was going from one side of the path to the other. Um, and that was fine. I just kind of jumped over him and he went off on his way. and that was it so um yeah it was it was fine it wouldn't i wouldn't let it stop you from uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's something i probably need to work on <laughs> but, um, yeah yeah that's it <laughs> i think no. i think like you said sorry no i was just gonna say no it's absolutely fine i was i was just gonna say as well um I think I've come across more spiders in this house in the UK than what I ever did in Australia anyway. Obviously they're not poisonous, but in terms of like their presence, there wasn't as many yeah. spiders in the house as what there is in Australia, which is really interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is interesting, isn't it? That's crazy when you think of it like that. Because I think like here, we a lot of spiders go in our homes because it's cold, isn't it? 
I think. So they want to get it to where it's warm, probably. But um, but yeah, I think like you said, that it's their home, isn't it? And I suppose you just need to kind of be careful, use your common sense, and just you can't you can't live by not doing things, can you? That's why I say to people, you know, you've got to push out your comfort zone that that bit to yeah. grow and to evolve. And I think, you know, that's, that's a great thing that you did, taking that leap as well, because, you know, you're pushing out your comfort zone, you're going into, like, a new environment, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think I agree with you there, absolutely. The first time I feel like I, I did that was when... Um, I volunteered as an English teacher after I graduated and I remember it's what I wanted to do, it's what I chose to do. No one else, I didn't speak to anyone else about it, in fact like family and friends I told, I think they thought that it was actually quite random. (laughs) (laughs) um, I remember when it came down to it, I was really scared and I I was only about 22 and I remember I had no teaching experience, I'd never been outside of Europe so I was like I don't know what I'm doing but then obviously I wanted to go because that's what I chose to do but when it came down to it I was actually just just quite scared to do it and I went and I had like the best time and I wanted to stay out there and met so many amazing people and went to see so many amazing places in Cambodia um wow. love with the children and then from there like I feel like that experience kind of enabled me to take everything else that I've done in my life um, mm. so far into it. So moving to New Zealand when I was, I think, 23, 24 by myself. And I just thought, that's what I want to do. Like, and you, as you say, you just grow from it and you learn so much. Yeah. And it's something that I, I never want to stay stagnant. I never want to stay like in this stuck mentality. I never want to like let fear rule me, you know? And I think, Unfortunately, a lot of people are sort of ruled by this fear that they have within them. And that's obviously what I help people to overcome and to, to get out there and to uh, step into their power. Mm. Yeah, no, massively. I think, you know, that's so true. And I think, like you said, society can kind of teach people to, you know, act and think and be a certain way, uh, you know, education you know, parents, people. And I think people are too busy sometimes comparing themselves to other people, what other people are doing, and seeking almost something that's outside of themselves when it's actually within themselves, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like by, by going in with themselves and then pushing themselves and going into certain situations, you then find out things and you realize you can you, you know you can probably see how much you've grown from like traveling in those places and who you are now mm. and i think it's great that you're wanting to help other people you know do the same to find out who they are you know and i think that's that's what we should all do i think we should all do that we should all try things and i always say i always go on about it all the time and I'm like, we just need to try you know like if, if you try something you fail okay you know it's gonna suck probably but at least you tried and then you mm-hmm. can try again and if you don't try you don't you know you're not having that experience you know you've probably made lots of connections through traveling met loads of people mm-hmm. 
yeah yeah i completely agree and if you don't try you never know also mm. that's a really big thing because you know like i could have been just stuck in this fear and listen to people around me saying what are you doing moving to new zealand but really we we all have our own path to take we all have our individual decisions the things that we want to do in our lives and um I remember when I got back from Australia and I got talking to a girl on a train going to London and we just we were just chatting and I wasn't coaching or anything <laughs> we were just talking and she she really just wanted to she was talking a lot about going to Thailand traveling and I, I, I was basically saying to her like okay what's stopping you what's mm. what's holding you back maybe i was coaching her a little bit <laughs> 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 but by the end you know she was like yeah you're so right and we got each other on facebook and i don't know whether she actually went to thailand but it turned out that fear was just keeping her in the position that she was in and her life that she was in mm. and i remember saying to her i said do you know the thing is, even if you don't like something, then there's always a pain. Like, you don't have to stay there, but at least mm. you can say you've tried. Mm. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly it, isn't it? And I think, like, it's that narrative in people's heads that keep them in that place sometimes. Mm. And you probably help to, like, you know, change that narrative by you talking about your experience and saying, well, you know, what's stop, you know, why not just just do it mm. yeah. yeah there's a lot of stories that we tell one another as well well tell ourselves mainly and the stories mm. unfortunately that like you said we get from family and society and other things they keep us they keep us stuck mm. and that's a big part of like how our mind operates and in learning about the mind it's really helped me and in my work to be able to yeah, get people out of their comfort zones and get them living the life that they deserve and getting mm. them the results that they want, whatever the case may be, whether it be in relationships, career, or um, just in, you know, just simple things like changing their, their diet, changing their lifestyle. Mm. Yeah. And that's question the why, I think that's also really important because, for example, like, I, I, I always work out, but I've been increasing my workouts over the last couple of days. So longer, more intense. Is it painful? Yes. <laughs> Does it hurt? Yes. Is it easy? No, it's not. But my, my desire to get stronger and fitter outweighs my comfort. So that's something that I think that all of us can take with us. I'll take along with us because if we don't if we hold on to what we do have and we're not willing to get a little bit uncomfortable to get the results then our lives are not going to change we're going to stay we're going to stay stagnant we're going to stay in the same place where we don't want to be mm. yeah as you can see I'm very passionate about this <laughs> yeah. but no it's I, I, I agree with you and it's something that, you know, I'm passionate about as well. And I think, like, like you said, through 
working out and through doing things that are uncomfortable, you you see how you grow. And yet, like you said, it's not easy. It is hard. And like you said, when you break it down, you ask yourself, like, what am I going to get from this? Why is it, you know, why is it difficult? And when you break it down, you know, you can't have those results without that that hard work through the, without that pain. And like you said, through, you know, being stagnant, you're not going to grow. And, you know, the end result is far better if you do go through those motions. And I think the more you do it, the better you get it you get it because like it might be a painful it's like you know running I, I used to go running all the time years ago and I haven't been for a while and I'm starting again and it, yeah it's difficult but after you're probably same with you after like a month what what was then difficult isn't difficult anymore but you kind of like I said always got to be stepping it up a little bit so you, you kind of don't get complacent in some way that makes sense don't you that's yeah Mm-hmm. That applies to any, you know, everything. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah, so you don't get complacent. Yeah, and I suppose with your running as well, like you've built up this sort of habit in your mind. So now your brain, your mind is like, okay, this is what we do. Mm. It's like if you stop eating meat, you know, like you're not gonna one day just like pick up a burger if you if for a certain amount of time. I don't. I can't remember what how long it takes for a habit to form. Is it twenty one days? Yeah, it's like three weeks. Yeah. You know, like after, I don't know, say three years, or even two years, or even less, you're not going to then pick up eating meat. I mean, you might do, which is obviously mm. fine, but mm. you know what I'm saying? You're, you're, mm. It's not going to be normal for your, for your brain because um, you, you've wired it differently. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. I mean, I, I've noticed that with my family my my family like vegan slash vegetarian whereas i'll eat chicken and whatever you like and because i've been i don't i don't mind not eating meat but since it's lockdown like you said i've kind of got used to not having it as much because when i first moved in with my family i was like my body was like what's going on <laughs> um Whereas, you know, I can have that balance now. But yeah, it does take, you said, that time to develop those habits, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and to get used to things. Mm. And I think, like I said, if you work out, and I think you notice how you feel if you don't do that thing that you're used to do. Because there's been some days where the weather's been bad and I haven't gone for a run. And I'm like, oh, I feel like crap because I haven't gone for a run. So... It's, it's almost like a domino effect, isn't it? Mm. You know, someone said to me a quote, and it's like, well, how, you do, how you do one thing is how you do, how you do everything or something like that. Mm. That's a cool quote. I like that quote. Yeah. Yeah. I have to find out who said it. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely does domino. And I think, like you said, everything's all interlinked. You know, your sleep, your diet, the way you think. It's People usually sometimes point the finger at, so, oh, it's, it's because of this, because of that. And you're not taking responsibility for it if you're saying that. Mm, yeah, that's very powerful. Yeah, that's very true. And it's very easy to do that, isn't it? It's, it's a very easy yeah. way to sway responsibility and taking ownership of your own life mm. and the way you're doing things. Like, oh, well, I can't quit smoking because... 
I can't lose weight because. <laughs> and I think ultimately it's we're we're in control of our own lives and perhaps if that's the case then maybe someone just doesn't want that thing enough so this goes back to working out so yes it's painful and all these other things but my desire overrides that pain and that discomfort and yeah as you say I think it's um I think it's important to kind of train our brains to um, operate in this way um so yeah I think it's I think it's um important to like just keep yourself just keep challenging yourself just keep trying new things and um and you never know what you're gonna fall in love with as well there's lots of things that I've just tried and you know I, I still I still do to this day and I absolutely love mm. yeah no I think that's really important like you said by just trying things because you never know you, you might you might find your passion and you might create something from it mm. Yeah, no, I massively agree. And I think, you know, this kind of whole lockdown, you know, situation, there's definitely that silver lining to it, isn't there, where people are trying things out that they, you know, didn't think were, you know, didn't think was going to be their passion. It's probably ended up being people's passions, people finding out new things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's really been, I think, like a beautiful time you to depending on your circumstances you know not everyone everyone you know some people are still working and people working from home and dealing with um, children being at home and being off school and there's lots of different individual um, circumstances mm. but I think it's also allowed us a really nice time and a really mm. beneficial time um, should I say to look inwards ourselves and mm. where we're going with our lives. Um, I think during this time as well, like um, the the interest in coaching has really gone up. I've found there's a lot of people that are, their lives have changed and, you know, they're working from home and they find they're working from home and they're doing this job and they're thinking, actually, I want something different, but I just don't know what it is. So mm. I think it's where we come into play where, we're able to um, really help people to to fulfil their potential in lives. In mm. yeah. No, I completely agree. And I think like by helping other people's lives become better, your life becomes better as a result as well, isn't it? It's that definite, you know, definite yin and yang. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah I agree with that. I mean, it's ultimately like my purpose. Um, mm. It's interesting because. I wrote this down when I was about 21, 22 in my journal because I've been mm. journaling from a really young age mm. and I wrote down I had this like I knew I had like a deep inner purpose to be able to help others in like therapy or coaching <laughs> and yeah. um, I think the universe just wanted to put me in a couple more situations in life and learn some things and everything happens in perfect timing as well and um i think that's why it's got me to to where i'm at today yeah yeah no massively massively i think like i said the, the universe does support you in your you know in your work and what you're doing um and it does challenge you and you know throws curveballs at you and things happen but like you said it all kind of builds you as a person and everything happens in the right 
time the order, if that makes sense, isn't it? Yeah. yeah to where we are now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, just to like, like round up, I was just thinking, um, do you have any like favourite favorite books at all that you like to read at all? Or, oh, yeah. any, books that you, or any books that you like? You can pick like a couple. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm just smiling because there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <it is. laughs> so I'm reading A New Earth at the minute. Oh my gosh. Powerful by Eckhart Tolle. Have you read that book? No, no. My brother likes Eckhart Tolle though. Yeah. It's, um, as I say, I'm still reading it, but so far it's, it's great. Um, I read The Power of Now about three times. I love that book. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a book called, I actually um, passed it over to my client. Shout out to you if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a book called um, 100 Reasons to Stay Alive by Matt Haig. And that's about depression. That's a really good book. Um, and oh, so many, there is so many books. Um, I did really like Eat, Pray, Love because that really spoke to my travel inside. And I like the, the sort of um, the teachings that she learns, mm. that she talks about in the book and all her learnings and her life experience. So that's something um, that I'll probably pick up again at some point, but my list is quite long at the moment. Um, what else? Um, the Notebook, of course, but that's not really to do with um, Basil Van but that is a great book. <laughs> um, I really like, um, I've read this book also a couple of times as well. There's a book called um, what I Know For Sure by Oprah Winfrey. And that's mm. a really nice book as well. Um, I'm just trying to think of some others. The Alchemist, of course. That's Alchemist a, that's is a, a good classic. book. Yeah, it's a really nice book. And The Key to Living, The Law of Attraction. Um, I read that at university by Jack Canfield. That's a great book too. So just off the top, I'm sure I'm missing a few, yeah. <laughs> but just off the top of my head, that's, that's yeah. a couple of them, a couple that yeah. stand out for me. Yeah. No, what about great. you? Um, for me, I've got a few. I, I like Think and Grow Rich. That's quite a good book, Napoleon Hill. Mm. I read that many years ago. I need to read it again, actually. Um, I read a book called Manual for Living by is it Epicutus. He's a philosopher. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, it's like a small little book and it's full of like his writings and teachings because he was around during the Roman times. Hmm. Um, that's quite good. I've been reading Gary Vee's uh, books, The Crush It. That's quite good. Um, I love him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a good guy. And uh, Jordan Peterson's book, 12 Rules for Life. I've been reading that. Ooh, you've given me some um, suggestions, but my list is like this at the minute. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a typical fire sign, so I've been known to like start a book and then get really interested in like another book. So it's the point where it's like, come on, Jess, like you've literally yeah. got four books on the go. So yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to stop that now. So like that I, I just start reading a book and I read it and I enjoy it and however long it takes to read it. Mm. 
and then start another one. Yeah. Um, but then you just go on Amazon, don't you? And then you see all this list and you're like, oh, there's yeah, so much I, I want to read. I know. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, in, I'm in Aries as well. So I, I, do the, I do the exact same. So I've, I've got about a bookcase of like 40 different books. That I, I'll, I'll be reading one. I go oh, on Amazon. Well, oh, that looks good. I'll get that. <laughs> oh, that looks good. I'll get that. And I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, shit, I've got like 50 books waiting for me to like be read. <laughs> that's so relatable yeah that's yeah. me and then people keep like suggesting books to me and I'm like no 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 please yeah yeah I'll write it down but give me yeah. like a year yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's nice. good yeah but definitely we'll definitely get we'll both definitely get around to it just take a bit of time yeah yeah and I try I've just finished um Vex King, um, Good Vibes, Good Life. Have you read that? I've heard of that book. It's yeah, I've not read it. I've heard it. It's very easy to read. I've read it a couple of times now. But I was looking at something in a chapter the other day, so I just carried on reading it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I've I've also learned the importance of like not reading it to rush to get to another book, but like just enjoying it. And as you say, just whenever the time comes to get to another one. Mm. Um, being in the present moment as Eckhart Tolle would has taught me in the power of now about mm. being very present <laughs> mm. yeah no I agree like I think like I said by if you're rushing it you don't take it in the same and I think like you said by being present you take it in a lot more and enjoy it more mm. yeah yeah definitely but um but no it's been it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you Jessica um where where can people find you on social media like your kind of like links on instagram and things like that yeah so um i'm on facebook just as my name um there's no particular that's just my facebook and then yeah. instagram is what underscore coaching so you can find mm. awesome no that's great but thank um, you so much for having me it's been awesome it's been great to no talk. no you yeah yeah you're very welcome it's been great talking to you and yeah i think you you're doing really great in what you're doing, you know, in terms of like, you, you know, your Reiki, your coaching, helping people, you know, and you're welcome. And, and, and your experiences are like really motivating and inspiring. And I think people can take a lot from it because might be people, there's lots of people out there who want to travel and kind of stuck and scared. Mm, yeah. That makes me sad, you know, to hear that. But yeah, I agree with you. There is. Um, but as we know as coaches it's all behind our often our limiting beliefs our beliefs of things that we can't have things when we can have anything that we want in our lives mm -hmm. yeah i agree definitely yeah but um but no yeah but but great talking to you and i wish you all the best for what you're doing and definitely do this again sometime or stay in touch or whatever yeah, great. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. yeah. But no, have a great, have a great uh, afternoon. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it is the afternoon, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you. Take yeah, care. Take care. All of us. Bye. Bye bye. bye. <laughs>